This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Welcome to Shepherding Our Hearts with Addie and Tina Shepherd. Um, today on our podcast, we are going to be talking about having a prayerful heart. So we have been studying through the Sermon on the Mount, and so all of these different issues have come up, talking about prayer and giving and um, all the different things. So we took some time to study more in depth on prayer and actually on fasting and decided today to talk about prayer. So we see in First Thessalonians 5.17, a short verse, but it's one that we quote often, that says, pray without ceasing. What? I just love that you never actually got there. Well, I mean, it's such a short <laughs> verse, you don't actually need to turn there. Pray without ceasing. So, um, what does that mean to us today? Like, like, are we supposed to really spend our whole, all of every day in prayer? Because it doesn't seem like we're going to get anything else accomplished. Just having that prayerful mindset. So uh, Yeah, and so I think the examples that we're going to look at today are going to show us a little bit more about having that prayerful heart or prayerful mindset. Yes. Like you said. So the first example that I wanted to look at is Daniel. So I'm going to read Daniel 6 verses 1 through 23, which is long, but it's okay. Um... It goes, it says, It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom a hundred and twenty princes, which should be over the whole kingdom. And over these three presidents, of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes, because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king sought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could find none occasion nor fault, for as much as he was faithful, neither was there any error nor fault found in him. Then said these men, We shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king, and said thus to the, unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom and governors and the princes, the counselors and the captains, have consulted together to establish a royal statue to make him a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or a man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions. Now, O king, establish the decree and sign the writing that it be not changed according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not. Wherefore King Darius signed the writing and the decree. Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being open um, in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled on his knees and prayed three times a day, and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. Then these men assembled and found Daniel praying and making supplication before his God. Then they came near and spake before a king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that asks a petition of any other god or man within thirty days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? And the king answered and said, The thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and the Persians, which altereth not. Then answered they and said before the king, That Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but make, maketh his petition three times a day. 
Then the king, when he heard these words, was sore displeased with himself, and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men assembled unto the king, Know, O king, that the law of the Medes and the Persians is that no decree nor statute which the king established may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest continually, will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the seal of the mouth of the den. And the king sealed it with his own signet and the signet of his lords, that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. Then the king went into his place and passed the night fasting. Neither were instruments of music brought before him, and his sleep went from him. And the king arose very early the next morning and went in haste to the den of lions. And when they came into the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. And the king spake and said unto Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God whom thou servest continually able to deliver thee from from the lions? Then said Daniel unto the king, O king, live forever. My God hath sent his angel and hath shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me. For as much as before him in innocence he was found in me and also before thee o king have i done no hurt then the king was exceeding glad for him and commanded that they should take daniel up out of the den so daniel was taken up out of the den and no manner of hurt was found upon him because he was because he believed in his god so daniel knew that no matter what law was passed and what consequences he had to go through that he was going to pray to god and the other people knew that too they knew that they weren't going to find anything um, any fault in Daniel besides in what God had commanded him to do. So he, he prayed even though he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. I, I really like in verse 10 there where it says, um, as he did a four time. So it tells us that like he went and he opened his window and it's, it's not like he was just doing that for show. That was just what he did all the time. And they knew. And they knew that. That's right. So That's they, like, how they caught him on that. Set a trap for him, essentially, based on the fact that he was so faithful in prayer that they knew he would not stop doing that, even if it became a law. So his just dedication to prayer is one that we can definitely learn from and a good example for us today. And so the one... Um, I thought of a few different examples to use and actually just changed it right before we sat down to record the podcast as you know, I do sometimes, but we're going to most every time it happens. Um, I'm going to look a little bit at the life of Nehemiah. So um, if you turn with me in your Bibles, because we're going to flip through the the book of Nehemiah. It's in fact, one that I want to go back and study even more now. Um, It's been a while since I've looked through it, but In Nehemiah chapter 1, he has just learned about the state of Jerusalem and because he was away in captivity. And so in verse 3, it says, They said unto me, The remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach, and the wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. So he had just gotten this report back about the state of Jerusalem and how awful it was. So we're going to read... Um, Nehemiah 1 verses 4 through 11, this prayer that he prays when he hears this news. And it came to pass when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven and said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God that keepeth covenant 
and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Let thine ear now be attentive, and thine eyes open, that thou mayest hear the prayer of thy servant, which I pray before thee now, day and night, for the children of Israel thy servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel, which we have sinned against thee. Both I and my father's house have sinned. We have dealt very corruptly against thee, and have not kept the commandments, nor the statutes, nor the judgments which thou commandest thy servant Moses. Remember, I beseech thee, the word that thou commandest thy servant Moses, saying, If ye transgress, I will scatter you abroad among the nations. But if ye turn unto me, and keep my commandments, and do them, though they were of you cast out of the uttermost part of heaven, yet will I gather them hence, and will bring them unto the place that I have chosen to set my name there. Now these are thy servants and thy people, whom thou hast redeemed by thy great power, and by thy strong hand. O Lord, I beseech thee, let now thine ear be attentive to the prayer of thy servant, and to the prayer of thy servants, who desire to fear thy name and prosper. I pray thee, thy servant, this day, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man, for I was the king's cupbearer. So it just it just shows his repentant attitude, and he knew it was not he was not blaming the the people that took them captive. He blamed himself and the children of Israel for turning their back on God because obviously that's why they were taken into captivity to begin with. So we just see here a prayer of humility and of repentance. And then if you go through the rest of the book of Nehemiah, you see how he truly prayed without ceasing. So he is going to go to the king and ask to go back to Jerusalem to help rebuild. And in chapter 2, the king sees him, sees that his countenance is sad, and the king asks why he's sad. And in verse 4, it says, The king said unto me, For what dost thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. And then in verse 5, Then I said to the king, If it please the king, if thy servant have found favor in thy sight, that thou wouldest send me to Judah, and to the city of my father's sepulchres, that I may build it. But So the king asks what's wrong, and before he even answers, we see that he prays to God. And then if you just keep flipping through the book of Nehemiah, you see that in chapter 4, he's rebuilding the walls, they're working on everything, and um, the enemies come, and they're trying to stop the work on the walls. And in chapter 4 and verse 9, it says, Nevertheless, we made our prayer unto God, and set a watch against them day and night because of them. So, once again, when the enemies came, they stopped, prayed, and then set a watch. So, took action, right? And it, it's just really neat to me to see how, as all of these certain things come up in his life, what we see Nehemiah do is pray. to pray. That's right. The first thing is he just, he prays, and then he takes the action that he knows needs to be taken to set. Because prayer requires action. It does require action. That's right. And so, um, and and we, it continues um, through the book of Nehemiah as he, um, as he writes it. It's written in first person. So there's a lot of I, and I'm doing this, and I'm doing that. And then there will just be an instance, like chapter 5, verse 19, where he says, Think upon me, my God, for good, according to all that I have done for this people. And then in chapter 6, verse 9, he's saying, For all, for they all made us afraid, saying their hands shall be weakened from the work, that it be not done. Now therefore, O God, strengthen my hands. So he prays for boldness. So I, it truly is a life that he lived to pray without ceasing. Because as certain events come up, he would stop and pray. And we know some of those prayers, like in chapter 1, 
It's a very long prayer, and it says he prayed day and night. So we are, it, you know, it small part is recorded for us, but we know that it's something that he was continuing to pray and think and fast and really spend a lot of time on. But some of these, obviously, was something that was a quick prayer, that he would pray to God for strength or for boldness or for protection and then continue about his work. And he closes the whole book um, in chapter 13. Um, The very last part of verse 31 says, Remember me, O my God, for good. So again, it's just a continual talking to God throughout all of the different events of his life. And looking at the example of Nehemiah's life, we need to then examine our own lives and see, like, are we doing the same type of thing that he is? Like, throughout our lives, as things come up, are we taking that time to go to God in prayer about all of these things, whether they're big things or small things? Yes. And then we wanted to close by reading some of my favorite verses um, in James, which is James chapter 5, verses 13 through 18, which says... Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any married? Let him sing psalms. Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. If And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Confess, confess your faults to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Elias was a man subject like subject to like passions as is we are, and he prayed earnestly that it might not mate <laughs> might that it might not rain, and it rained not on the earth by the space of three years and six months, and he prayed again and the hev- and the heaven gave rain, and the earth brought forth her fruit and I have written next to this verse um Prayer is a very powerful tool that we've been given, and we need to use it. Um, And it's important to remember that it's effective, like it says in verse 16. It's, it availeth much. It's all up here. It's not coming out properly, but it is all up here. (laughs) But yeah, it's just keeping that prayerful attitude and knowing it works and using that gift from God to be able to go and speak to him through Jesus anytime. That's so great. And I think obviously we could do like a deeper study on, on prayer always and you know, all of the different things. It could be like 10 part series and we probably still wouldn't cover it all. But I think for today, just reminding us to have a prayerful heart. Yes. Take advantage, take advantage of that gift. That's right. Almost threw my pen again. (laughs) Just every just time. Rip, just don't rip my Bible. Every time. <laughs> <laughs> she told me earlier today, I was holding a ruler, and I snapped it in half. And she goes, do not ask to use my Bible during the podcast today. I was like, fair enough. Destructive Addie. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> All right, well. All right, that's it. Oh, wait. I forgot to plug the podcast. Madison Ray. <laughs> Get yourself together. <laughs> um. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Tell your friends. Listen to the podcast. (laughs) And have a great week. Thank you. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.